welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace today. I am your host, Sean Bowles, my co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, hey, I'm good. How are you, Sean? I'm so good. It's raining outside in California. That's like a gift from God. Yeah, we it rained here for maybe a half an hour. And we moved up our way because we're, it's beautifully raining outside and it's going to make everything very pretty. I'm excited about our show today because we have our new friend, Dr. Josh Axe. We've just both recently met him. And he uh, is just such an inspiration. He's such, he's the kind of guy that you get around and he talks about health, but you don't feel condemned and ashamed. <laughs> You're not like, wah, wah, I just did that to my body. He's the kind of guy that actually makes you feel like you could be empowered and live a really best version of your health life, which is awesome. And Dr. Josh Axe has a website. They have over like 7 million individual viewership a month. They're engaging a conversation on national television shows all the time and Christian television shows all the time where he's a guest speaker and they're, they're developing a leadership model too, that I think is very re- replicatable. And he's a, you know, forerunner thinker has this company with ancient nutrition with Jordan Rubin, who we've had on the show before. And I just, I'm so excited for our audience to hear from him from the experiential side of his life, why he got into what he's doing and what God's doing in his space. It's, it's going to be really exciting. And I think it's interesting, like, Sean, have you experientially, did did that form um, how you move forward in your ministry? Because you grew up as a Christian, your your dad was a colonel, and, and he, you saw God move in a certain way. And did that, did that kind of form the way that you went? Well, you know, my parents were so all in in ministry. I think like, um, even though they were and my dad was a career guy. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. They would have rather been in just full-time ministry. They didn't think they could. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they just looked at us and were like, we're going to raise you around this. We had two to three home groups a week of different types. They had a healing teaching time three times a year where they teach on wow. physical healing and pray for people for healing. They had so many people they ministered to. My mom did inner healing deliverance type ministry, but from a really love-based, that wasn't like the weird stuff, you know, really love-based approach. So it was just so normal to have people getting saved or delivered or marriages getting healed or people, you know, my friends would come over, like my football friends or my friends from school would come over and we'd be hanging out of the house. My mom would corner one of them in the other room and he'd be, big old boy, be crying in her arms, getting saved or delivered, you know? And so it was normal. So for me, that was normal Christianity. And I wanted to see that Christianity invade spaces in the earth, but there was something about their passion for Jesus and for all things supernatural being demystified that created in me, this has to be part of people's legacy and expression of their life. And I always say it, we should read the Bible for ourselves. We should pray for ourselves and we should encounter God for ourselves. We should have a prophetic experience ongoing for ourselves. We should hear his voice. And that third component has not been installed properly in Christianity yet. And it needs to be. So I think that that my life experience did dictate, like I had to see that in the world around me. It became a dream. Yeah, I know that many guests that we've talked to have their their life experiences have kind of directed them into the places that they're going. And it's just an interesting concept, isn't it? It is. Well, I mean, you've talked about a couple of times, like all of your friends became pastors when you first got saved and somebody had to pay for dinner and make things move forward. And the whole, I mean, like you started a business because you saw the need for 
thanks to advance and you wanted to be a contributor of that advancement in ways that your friends weren't doing. And I think that that's, I do think that, you know, like Jordan Rubin, when we had him on and he said, you know, I had cancer and, and, and I, or I had Crohn's disease and I, I went after a health journey to heal that Crohn's disease and I wanted everybody to be free. Yeah. And he, and he believes like, I think Dr. Axe does like he can change the world. And so we're so excited to uh, talk to Dr. Axe and he's coming up next. Hi, this is Shannon from the Bowles team. I want to tell you about an exciting offer for our brand new book, Wired to Hear, written by Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. It's about connecting God's voice to your life, influence, and career. If you work for a living or run your own business and you desire to hear God's voice for yourself in the workplace, this is the book for you. Right now, you can pre-order Wired to Hear through bowlsministries.com. You'll receive a signed copy, a submission for a free grant, and many other exclusive offers only available through bowlsministries.com. Grab your copy today. Welcome back. We are with Dr. Josh Axe. Josh, how are you? Hey, good, Bob. Good, John. Hey, good to see you guys. It looks so beautiful there. Like, it's so sunny. It's raining where Bob and I are at. We're both in Southern California. Yeah, well, I'm usually in Nashville, but right now I'm uh, hanging out in Florida for a bit. So, hence the different background. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's here, I'm going to break the spring here off myself right now. Yeah. <laughs> Bob just got back from Hawaii. You're in Florida. Wow. First time in LA. It's pretty beautiful here, too. But yeah. <laughs> we want to get right into the interview. And I know Bob was just asking just in our pre time that we had together just about how you got involved in this. And Bob, tell us what you were thinking because I think I, lo- I wasn't even going to ask this question, but it was so good. Yeah. I, I was looking, Josh, in 2008, you started a clinic. And why did you start that? And how did it, how did it pave the way for what you're doing now? Yeah, so you know, I started the clinic. Actually, the, the reason I got into sort of natural medicine in the first place was a, a health crisis in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, my family was very into fitness, but we knew nothing about nutrition or real health. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, 41 years old. And it was mm-hmm. so shocking because my mom was actually my gym teacher in elementary school. She was a swim instructor. You would have looked at her and thought, hey, you're a fit person. But she went through all the traditional medical treatments. She had a mastectomy, went through rounds and rounds of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And I remember how sick she got, her losing her hair. And just saying to myself as a kid, there were two things I thought. I never want to see anyone through, go, go through this again. And there's got to be a better way. And she was eventually diagnosed as being cancer-free and healthy. But the shocking thing was is that she kept having more and more health problems after all those treatments. She was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, got put on antidepressant medications, and she was just sort of sick and tired all the time. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, I said, you know what? I want to be a doctor. I want to help people get well and help people like my mom. So eventually I went on uh, to become a doctor and I was about to open up my clinic in Nashville. And the clinic was going to be a combination of functional medicine, nutrition, chiropractic, things like that, more of a holistic center. Yeah. But I got a call from my mom and she says, I've got bad news. Bad, bad news. I've been diagnosed with cancer again. And I said, wow. yeah, I said, mom, I'll be home. I flew from Florida back to Ohio where I grew up and we sat down and prayed together. And we just felt really led to take care of her all naturally. And I'll say this, like growing up, I had amazing parents who uh, like my mom sort of, you know, my mom sacrificed to send me to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and, and so my parents paid for all my siblings to do that wow. growing up. And so, you know, we, we had great faith at the time. In fact, during that time, when I flew back again, really the first thing we did was pray. And with that, I said, mom, we, we've got to, we got to change your diet. We've got to start changing things. 
Because we had a physician at the time saying, you need to go in and do surgery and we want to start radiation treatments. And what we said is, would you give us four months to try doing these things natural that we're feeling led to do? And they said, okay. So with my mom, she started juicing vegetables every single day, you know, using turmeric and reishi mushroom. And I was spending thousands of hours researching everything I could on how to heal naturally. And so we started applying these principles. The other thing is, I'll say my mom had a lot of fear and worry in her life. And one of the things I knew is that these negative emotions were really impacting her. So she started saying uh, healing Bible verses every single day and saying out loud, like I'm 90 years old, I'm bringing my grandkids to Disney World and like picturing her future. She had it. The time was a tape recorder and, um, and she would tape record. She tape recorded herself and she listened to that every morning and every night. And so she did this. We went back to the oncologist four months later. They redid a CT scan, a PET scan, and they called the next day and their exact and her exact words were her oncologist from Columbus, Ohio said, this is highly unusual. We don't typically see this, but your tumors have shrunk by more than half. She wow. said, I want to see you again in, in nine months, went back nine months later in complete remission. And today, wow. so mom, yeah, so yeah. my mom's in her late 60s and she water skis and she runs. I mean, she's one of the fittest <laughs> people at her age. And so and the reason I bring that up is to say, and that's really, I think I brought all that into my clinic. And so like God taught me so much through that process because mm-hmm. I learned when somebody gets a, a diagnosis like cancer, the number one emotion I would say is there's so much fear involved because even when you go yeah. to the doctor, they'll say, like they told her you have less than a 40% chance of, of living. Like they, they actually told her that. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I knew we've got to really instill and build hope in her. And so I realized that with my patients is that, and also they w- didn't want to just, they, they didn't want general direction. They literally, I sort of picture it like this. They wanted me to hold their hand and walk them through the process of how to heal. And so I started laying out exactly what to eat, what to do in the morning when they wake up, like every last part of their day to promote healing. And then we saw a lot of success in that clinic. And then I met Jordan Rubin and that kind of led me to launching a you know, supplement company and some other businesses that I still operate today. Wow, that's wild because the fact that your whole trajectory of your life changed because of your family struggle, because of your mom, your love for your mom and just seeing that sacrifice. It's amazing how God uses those moments to define careers, define God, the healer, but in a natural way. And I love that because I feel like, you know, Christians, we, we should trust that God's put pretty much everything on the earth that we need to heal. We should be the first in faith mm-hmm. for that. Like I love Jesus, the healer, you know, but I also love Jesus that I put healing in your hands. You know, that's just such a cool picture in the context of all this, you ended up starting a business. You mentioned Jordan Rubin, who's your business partner now, who we love. Um, you started a business with Jordan and it didn't go so well at the end. Like talk about that and how, how did you guys recreate a relationship or maybe it was just a business side of the relationship later? Cause that doesn't often happen. We hear of these kinds of things and it could be dramatic, you know, it shifts. And it sounds like, I mean, even your love for each other, I've been on the phone with you guys and on you know FaceTime and you guys just love each other so much. Talk about that relationship. Yes. You know, I met Jordan through a mutual friend of ours, Nancy Alcorn, who runs Mercy Ministries. And Jordan adopted uh, two of his children through that ministry. And I'd been really connected there. And so I had asked Jordan, or I'd asked uh, Nancy, I said, hey, I wrote a new book. Uh, It was my first ever book. And I said, do you know anybody? I know you know a lot of people in the you know, in the space of health. I said, you know, anybody who may read this and write an endorsement for it? And she said, actually, I know Jordan Rubin. I said, that's amazing because Jordan, when my mom was going through cancer, we took his company's nutritional products and I read his oh, book. Wow. 
That's and so, and so, and, and I just, and I was a huge fan of Jordan. And I, so I got on the phone and Jordan immediately like was just such a good mentor to me. Jordan gave me the best advice I'd ever got about publishing things that surprised me. He even said, Hey, if you're ever in Florida, let me know. And I just being, I'm a very bold person. I'll say, I, I said, Hey, I'll be in town next week. And then, and then I said, I literally invited myself to his house. I said, and can I stay with you? And, so, <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, but I'm like a kid, you know, in my twenties. And I'm like, but Jordan's like, he's so hospitable. I mean, they're just such an amazing family. And they he said, he said, okay. So anyways, I remember walking into Jordan's house, just some side notes. And Jordan, first off at the time, I didn't know he was coming off of beating cancer himself. Yeah. And he was eating raw salmon he had shipped in from Alaska with green <laughs> veggie juice. And that's all he was eating. His diet was r- raw salmon, wow. avocados, and uh, green juice. And I'm like, and my first thought was, this guy is hardcore. I'm like, I know I'm a healthy eater, but this guy is taking it to a whole new level. And so anyways, but during that discussion, while he's eating his, you know, raw salmon and green juice, we sit down together and he starts casting this vision that I loved about creating a company that uh, that shipped the world's healthiest products all over the world. And really a, a, a company that focused on regenerative agriculture and healing the planet and so we were going to uh, take grass-fed beef and uh, fermented dairy and kale chips and kombucha and all these things and ship them all over the country. So I, at the time, I was running my practice. And I said, Jordan, I believe so much in this mission. And this was over the course of the next year of us sharing, just becoming really close friends. I said, Jordan, I'm just feeling really called to um, sell my practice to my associate, who's a really great doc, and just take that and just invest it and be- become fully part of Beyond Organic. So Chelsea and I paid off my student loans and every almost every last dollar I had, I put into this new company investing with Jordan. And so we were part of this company for two years, but there were some mistakes we made in the company. And the big mistake was not knowing the, uh, the margins you have to have in this industry we decided to go into. Wow. Can you imagine in July as well and the shipping issues with shipping grass-fed beef all over the country, it melting in July, the refund... So it just, so all that being said, for two years, the business was like trying to push a boulder up a hill. And I was traveling, you know, 150 days a year. He was, so it wasn't, we we were working really hard and it wasn't succeeding. So we got to the point to where at the end I said, and at the time I was also building up my website, draxx.com, which really had a fairly big following, but was actually losing $5,000 a month. And I told Jordan, I said, we got to this point and, and Jordan was then talking about doing something with the company. And I said, Jordan, I don't agree that we should do it that way. And honestly, nothing was right or wrong. It was just a difference in business opinion. And so we basically said, hey, you know what? Let's part ways. And, and I think obviously there was a lot of, fr- we're both driven people. We want to change the world. Like, so, I mean, there were some difficult discussions, but I'll say this after, and, and by the way, I'll just share this for myself. I lost, and I'm always very transparent you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, Jordan lost, Jordan may or may not like me sharing this. He knows I'm so transparent, but I'm like, I mean, he lost tens of millions. I mean, he lost a lot. We both lost. A, I mean, for me, like everything we had him, a, just a lot. And it, through that all, like Jordan just had so much integrity and, wow. and, we, and we still, and, and we weren't like, I mean, you know, when you go through something like that, it's like, we were best friends and kind of went to like, okay, we respect each other. We love you, but we just can't be talking every day together now. And so we went through this process. And so I went and focused on growing DrAxe.com and this business acts wellness, starting doing my own supplements. And Jordan focused on some other businesses he had. Well, we get about three years down the road 
And Jordan, um, I knew what Jordan had going on. And I said, Jordan, I just know you're such a gifted innovator and manufacturer of supplements and just creator. I said, would you manufacture my new supplement line? Because my business had grown actually probably like literally like almost probably like 50x. I mean, so wow. we were profitable. Things had grown so much. And I said, Jordan, I just knew Jordan was so gifted at this. And he said, yes. So we started connecting again and sort of talking and and um, and we started having all these ideas and we're like, hey, let's be, hey, I have this idea. I'm like, I'd love to invest in that. Let me be a 25% owner, 50% owner. Finally, our business partner, Jordan's uh, executive, uh, his chief marketing officer said, guys, you guys are starting like four different companies together and you both own like 50% of both. You call that, <laughs> they just, why don't you just merge the companies? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great idea. And Jordan had so much talent in manufacturing and retail and my team had a lot of gifts in uh, digital marketing and content that we sort of, we joined forces about four years ago or so, or four and a half now, maybe it's even five. Now it was about four and a half years ago. And then we've just continued to grow and have a lot of success. And so anyways, that's sort of, you know, what, what led us to where we are now. But I think the big thing in that partnership is, you know, Jordan and I, I'll say, I think that the thing that makes it successful is like in a good marriage, like we're mutually submissive. And I say that in this way, like if Jordan feels really strongly about something in, especially in retail or these other things, I'll say, Jordan, you know what? I don't see it that way, but you know what? Like I trust you and I know you've got such giftings there and you hear from the Lord. So I'm going to trust you there. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, I'm not going to rub Jordan's face in it. I'll never say anything. I'll say, you know what? I'm taking responsibility too. We need to do that and him on the other way. So I think there's wow. this level of like, man, we just respect each other so much and love each other so much. It's like, hey, I'm going to give you, the, I'm always going to give you the benefit of the doubt, give you a lot of grace. And so I think that that makes it work. One of the things, Josh, that we like to talk about is putting the relationship before the issue. And this is exactly what you're talking about with, with Jordan. It's such a beautiful picture of what a partnership should look like and a lot of people married people should listen to this and <laughs> in, in their marriages because it, it, it's amazing you seem like a very high energy very high driven person so how do you fight working too many hours controlling situations that kind of a thing in your in your life so i so i'll share a quick story with this so um this was probably a year or so after jordan and i left that business and I, um, I was working out and I ended up herniating a two discs in my back. Oh. And what's crazy is, is I know what not to do, but I did it anyways, doing CrossFit. <laughs> if any, everybody knows what that is. Yeah. And I, um, it was just really a bad idea. And so anyways, but it was so bad that I had to crawl for a month. Like I could not move. I mean, it was so bad. And the pain was, when you have nerve pain, it's just always there. So all that being said, but right before that, I was working, you know, so many hours. Right. And even Chelsea, my wife, this is early on in our marriage, like a year or two in. And she's like, you know, babe, can you just, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm but, but like, I, and I didn't feel like this was working. I was on my computer from six to 10, but we were watching TV at the same time, but I wasn't fully unplugging. And so I hurt my back and two weeks in, I'm sitting there just laying there and I'm just sort of praying. And I feel like, I felt like the Lord said to me, I know the Lord said to me, and I know different people hear from God in different ways. For me, it's very much like a conscience, you know, like it's like my, it's that voice speaking to me. And God just said, stop, be still, wow. just stop. And I was like, okay, God, I just sat there and really tried to listen even more. And, and he just said, you're like, I, I think that the conclusion I came to as I continued to listen to him was, 
you are doing too much. You need to work with your team. You need to invest in the people on your team. And I had one person on my team, his name was Evan, who eventually, so the crazy thing about Evan is he started shipping. I, I hired him. His brother runs a leadership company for Dave Ramsey. And I'm good friends with his brother. His brother called me and said, hey, I'm high. my brother is just graduating from like Texas Tech um, and he's looking for a job. And I'm like, I don't even have a position open, but I'm like, I'm happy to talk to him because you're a friend and it's a favor. And so I end up talking to him and Evan says, listen, I love your company. I've studied up on it. And he just impressed me with all the things he had read and how prepared he was. I said, Evan, I really don't have a position for you right now. And he said, listen, he said, I'll do anything. I'll even stack chairs for you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hire you to like sort of be an executive assistant. And so I hired him on and he started shipping cookbooks out of my garage and working from my kitchen table. When I got married, Chelsea was like, Evan cannot work from our yeah. kitchen table anymore. <laughs> and, eventually, and so, you know, making, and then he grew to become our company president. Wow. And so, yeah. So, so anyways, so I was working a lot of hours. I felt like God said, you, you need to just, you, you need to pour into the people around you. You need to start discipling and mentoring these people. And I said, okay. So what I started doing is I started uh, just connecting with my leaders and specifically Evan so much. And I poured into him. I started paying for him to go to conferences. I started saying, hey, Evan, I want you to read this book on leadership growth. And I just started working and mentoring and mentoring him. And then another person on my team, uh, two other people on occasion. And but really, Evan, I just focused on just discipling him well. Mm. And what happened was, here's what's crazy. At that time, my business saw just a little growth. At that point in time, and listen to this, I was probably working four hours a week because I was in so much pain. In the next two years, I was still in pain to a degree where maybe I was working 20 hours a week. And my business grew, yeah, about over time, about 50 fold over that two year course of, of, of years when I did the least amount of work. That's what's crazy. And I learned a lesson of so much about it. It's about who, not how. Pouring into those people that are your biggest team leaders is just so critical to success. Incredible. I love that. It's totally about the the culture we set too. And I think, you know, so much more kingdom lands on a culture of people who love each other and love him than on the individual who has the mission and the mandate and the appointment, you know, and we see that in churches, we see that in businesses, we see that in politics. There's something about that, especially this generation, we understand crowd information, crowdsourcing, crowd helping, you know, crowdfunding. And I think there's something so kingdom about it, so unifying about it. So I love that you brought it up. Well, we have uh, one more question for you, which I think is just interesting. Like if someone's looking at the space of health and I know a lot of Christians are in the space, because if you look at books, it's, it's number one or number two subject is health now for Christians. But if someone's looking at the space and they're hearing you and you've combined the holistic with the practical, with the spiritual, how do you, how would you encourage them to get involved in a real way in the business side of this as a kingdom person? You, you know, so um, so I've, I've got a couple of thoughts here. One, if you're running a business, I just want to say this, even in the health space or whatever it is, I just want to encourage everybody to mentor and lead your team well. Like one of the things we do is we read a book together a month wow. and we bonus our team on reading the book, taking notes, and then we do exercises like creating a vision board and um, you know, having a family traditions plan where people come up with great traditions for their family, but like all this sort of stuff. And so we found it creates such a great team chemistry and culture when you create a culture of growth and a culture of service. So we also have a quarterly mission that people can give to in the company 
Um, and we encourage people to give, you know, and to, and, and to sow into different ministries. So, so those are some things practically we do as a business. In terms of the health aspect, you know, I think encourage, like one of the things we do is we give our, our, our employees a supplement, um, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a, you know, so many dollars in supplements a month, month that we, we help pay for gym memberships and, you know, bring in other wellness people to speak several times a year, have challenges. So we do all these things to support, you know, the, the health of our company and employees too, and sewing them in that way. And I don't know if that answers your question. Those are two things that make, make me, make me uh, you know, two thoughts. No, I like those two thoughts. It's not a direct answer, but I like what you're saying. Cause again, we're setting culture. Well, Bob, we have another segment coming up, but Josh, we want to thank you for this just incredible conversation. And thanks for just pouring into our listeners. Yeah, thanks, John. Thanks, Bob, for having me. Again, it was an honor to be on and I appreciate you having me. Well, stay tuned because next is questions with Sean and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our they're a team, they're a family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back. This is our favorite segment because you, our listeners, ask questions to Bob and I that we get to contribute our voice or our experience to. And today we have Janine. Hi, my question is, is if it's a good idea to have a business that's also a ministry or if the two should be separate. Thank you. Janine, that's such a great question. I think depending on what your idea is, it's good to start with one entity. And then as you move forward, you can see if you need to branch off and have two companies. Many times in my consulting, I will consult with people to have a for-profit business and then start a nonprofit ministry in conjunction with it. But that usually is after years of people building up and understanding what they want to do and where they want to go. Sean, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's interesting because we've had like Marcos Perez from Charisma and he talked about how Charisma is a business, but they're also doing it for the sake of ministry. But I think if you're doing something and it's more business because you want to monetize, you want to make money, like Charisma, they're like, we're making money, we're doing business, Mm -hmm. but we're doing it for the sake of the kingdom. But we don't want to do it from a ministry standpoint, which is more a service to the people. A ministry is you're serving not for profit. You're not trying to primarily make money. And so I think that just knowing that motive and just defining that motive, like I want to make money, which is not wrong, or I want to just help people and I need resources to do it, but that resources isn't going to be, you know, it could be, and it could be incredible resources. There's ministries that pull in 
millions of dollars a year for their mission and their mandate, but all that millions goes back to the mission and mandate. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, I want all the resources we bring in to go back into the purpose, make sure to start as a ministry then. But if you're saying, I actually want to make money that I can use in other ways, not just for this ministry, but in other ways, maybe it's still other humanitarian projects or it's other transformational projects, but it needs to be more of an economy you control, not a ministry board controls, then do it as a business. And so I think just thinking that through and there's no right answer in that. And then if you want to start both, like we have both, I know many of our friends have both. We have a ministry and every ministry dollar that's designated goes to that ministry to serve to create podcasts like this and media that we do. And none of that would go to our business projects or our books or our materials. That would be more of the for-profit stuff, some of the for-profit stuff we do under our business along with other media that we do. So I think just defining it and saying, what do I want out of this? And what and, and do I want to write from the start? It's a little more complicated and it's a big learning curve because you have to learn how they interface and enormous is a big deal. And so you want to make sure that you understand the, the separation legally, spiritually, and even with your in the teams and the way you operate, because you're going to have separate employees, separate structures, accounting for each. It's a big deal. It takes a lot of work to do it that way. And to start that way is really hard, like Bob's saying. So I would just pray into it and just don't th take it as a negative motive. If you're saying, no, we want to be in control of the finances and do it as a business, but we want to minister through our business. There's literally tens of thousands of people that are doing it that way. And we talk to them all the time exploring the marketplace. Right. And Sean, one of the things we say to everyone who comes to us with the general questions like this is get your idea together, put it into a plan, get some yeah. business mentors and talk about it with people who love and care for you so that they can give you the best advice. Yeah. I will say this: if you're going to do a product, Bob, you would say this too. If you're going to make music or a book or creativity, you want that to stay in the legacy of your family. That's a business. You're not giving that to a local church so that, because if, if, if you died, so to speak, a local church or a ministry may not ever care about that book, that project, that legacy, but your family would, or the people who would steward it with you would. And so I think, you know, Melody Green's done a great job of this through uh, Keith Green's widow, where she's kept his music alive 30 years past his, his life ending tragically. And she's kept that movement alive through a business that she has. And yes, there's a ministry as well, but there's a business where you can, you know, you, you, she's actually kept the legacy alive and a local church would have never done that. So even understanding like the products, if you have product, if it's a product based uh, business, so to speak, those products inside of a church, that church is going to govern those. And some ministries have done that well, like Or Roberts, all of his sermons and notes, I believe, are, are, are owned by that ministry. And so therefore, they perpetuate the recreation of them and where they would go. But some ministries don't do it when we've lost literally hundreds of hours of videos and audio tapes from ministries and held on to it because they don't have the funding to do anything with it. And there's also music musicians who, you know, had a, a, a secular voice who didn't do their financial structure right. So they did nonprofit. And so no nonprofit own, owns it and it can't even be bought for a for-profit. And so now it's dead. And so you just want to even look at the legacy, if it's a product-based thing or whatever it is, look at how the legacy of it, it's going to play out in the future. So good. Janine, thank you for your question. Go to www.bullsministries.com. There's a button, questions for Sean and Bob. Record your audio question and we would love to answer them. And if you're thinking you have a question, ask it. Go for it right now as soon as you get off the podcast because we want to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.